at Christmas time, you know, I was just even this weekend, I saw a video. It wasn't for Christmas. I think it was for his birthday, but it was an eight-year-old boy. And they open up a box and they pull out a puppy and he bursts into tears. And that's an incredible moment. But it's also, you know, a 10 to 15-year investment. And you better be ready for it. Animals cost money. They take time. They need love. They can't be left to their own devices for great long periods of time. When you travel, you either got to figure out how to travel with them or you got to figure out somebody to look after them. So it's a sweet idea on Christmas morning that somebody might get a kitten or a puppy. But what are you really buying into? Heidi Harriet is an animal welfare specialist and joins us right now. Heidi, it's nice to have you. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Enjoy being here. Okay, so what questions should somebody ask themselves if they are contemplating the idea of a pet for Christmas? Well, you know, these should be this should have been a conversation that's been happening for certainly months. If you're actually considering bringing especially a puppy or kitten into your home, um, that is, as you just said, a you know, 10 to 15 year commitment, budget restraints, all of that kind of thing. So you and even if you had planned it all, probably the holiday morning, a Christmas morning or such is not the ideal time to have a brand new puppy in the house who's with all the chaos and the busyness and you're off your schedule. So if in fact you have planned it and you're ready for it on the morning of the holiday, give the supplies and then give a picture of the animal. And then after the holidays, go out and bring that animal in. And again, this is if you have a plan. If this is an impulse buy, there are better options. Make a donation in the name of the person that loves animals. Become a foster where you bring animals in for rescues and keep them till they can get adopted out. Give a donation to something like the International Elephant Foundation and really see that you're caring for and, you know, taking care of animals for the person who obviously is an animal lover. And then I saw something really neat recently. Um, there was a child who was committed to wanting a pet they'd been asking for a long time. So the mom, in her wisdom, went and bought a leash and a dog bowl. And the child had to fill the dog bowl throughout the day and also walk the leash <laughs> to demonstrate. <laughs> walk the leash, demonstrate that they were prepared to take care of an animal. And absolutely a lot of consideration goes into it. But there are still a lot of great ways to, to honor the animal lover in your family and take care of animals. So that's what I'm suggesting. And of course, you and I have been talking about dogs and cats, but there's all kinds of other pets that kids would like Absolutely. or parents think their kids would like. Um, yeah. Again, I guess the question is, how do you determine what is a fit for your household and for your kid? Oh, absolutely. And my website uh, and social media has more information. Animal Tales Podcast, T-A-L-E-S, podcast.com. Um, so, yeah, you have hamsters. You have some of these lizards and such, turtles, aquarium. I just spoke with another iHeart host who said, oh, my gosh, we got a fish. Someone gave my child a fish. He said it was, it was the most difficult thing we've done, trying to take care of that fish, keep the water clean and such. So, you know, I think, again, this is a conversation that should be had over and over again to demonstrate that they're ready. But certainly a smaller scenario like that might be a better fit, but it depends on, you know, what, what the individual you're getting the animal for or your family. Dynamic budget and uh, travel 
you know, all those type of things are going to come into play on, uh, and, and your time. Are you gone all day? You know, what kind of an animal really suits your family? And again, there are other opportunities. Go work, you know, volunteer at a shelter or, you know, even a local stable if you like horses or such. Donate to these, uh, the wildlife funds and such. So there are great ways to be an animal lover and take care of them. Canine companions, you could become a puppy raiser. And it's about a year, a little over a year commitment, but a great way to learn how to train an animal, bring them into your home, and have support. So that's another great way to uh, get involved with an animal. There's, there's lots of options that, that are better than just making an impulse decision with a bow for the day, you know. Thank you very much for this. Nice to have you this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. Heidi Harriet is an animal welfare specialist. And yeah, it's a bit like those guys who propose marriage at a sporting event. That happened quite recently. And the woman was like, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, I know that there's supposed to be a certain spontaneity to a marriage proposal, but you really got to have a few conversations and know where you're going together. And I guess it's comparable to whether or not you think a dog or a cat is going to make it in your household. I always remember we wanted, and like all kids, we wanted a dog when we were kids. And my father, and then my father and my mother together had had dogs all their life up until they had kids. And my father refused. He kept saying, I never want to be owned by a dog. So I grew up and I got my own dog. Now I'm owned by a dog.